At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today. Yes, it is sadly a Silver Linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Charlotte falls in Boston last night, 127-116. Now 15-42 and on the season. It's the sixth straight loss for the Hornets. This was also a wire-to-wire loss. That's the sixth time that this has happened as well. And much like they always say in baseball, you dust yourself off and you play the next day. And that's what's going to happen with the Hornets. It's also a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast. As Charlotte is on the second night of a back-to-back tonight at the Hive against the Denver Nuggets. And helping me out with this game recap, this Silver Linings recap, and a game preview of tonight's showdown against the Nuggets, it's the one and only lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley. And Sam, thank you for joining me on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the back-to-back specialist, I like to call you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad I can come in. and uh, It's like a t- the two-for-one. You just you wrap up last night, and then you can go right into tonight and just, like you said, dust your hands off and cut right to the chase. So, uh, as always, thank you for having me. The old blue plate special if you will from back in the day but yeah let's go ahead and recap this one this one was I don't want to say it was over quickly but it got out of hand quickly as Charlotte trailed by eight after the first quarter Boston was shooting at about a 46 percent clip from the field after the first quarter of play five of 12 from beyond the arc but things really got rolling for them in the second quarter Derek White had 26 points at halftime he was seven of nine from beyond the arc he ends up with a career high made three pointers in the contest last night he also goes for a career-high 33 points as well. He finishes 8 of 14 from beyond the arc, so he certainly cooled off there in the second half, but still the damage was already done, like I said. So he finishes for 33. He just had himself a night. Like I said, he was 7 of 9 from 3.5. The Hornets were 4 from 11 from beyond the arc in that first half, and obviously the three-point shooting has not been there for the Hornets all season long. Certainly was not there last night as Charlotte trailed at 71-59 to after two quarters of play, and then things looked like they were going to go really south really quick for this Hornets team that 
trailed by as many as 28 there in the third quarter, but Charlotte closed the third frame on a 15-3 run over the final four minutes and 26 seconds, held Boston scoreless for four-plus minutes. Charlotte, in fact, won the quarter 28-26, to and they trailed it by 16 going into the fourth frame. And again, the Celtics just able to push back. That happens when you have a guy like Jason Tatum who goes by, oh, by the way, for 41 points in last night's contest and probably one of the leading vote-getters for MVP this season. Of course, it's going to be a very tight race moving forward, but at any rate, Tatum finishes out the game pretty strong. He finishes with 41 points, but the Hornets did make things interesting once more towards the end of the fourth quarter. They got it within 10 with about a minute left and just a couple of shots one way or the other couldn't fall and they couldn't convert at the rim a couple of times and it ends up being a 127 to 116 loss. So Sam, I think the biggest takeaway for me after this game last night is well, one, the Hornets have no quit because keep in mind, too, this was the first game after the trade deadline where the Hornets moved on from Mason Plumley and Jalen McDaniels and getting some valuable draft capital in return and giving a lot of opportunities for these younger guys. It was Mark Williams' first career start last night as well for the Hornets, and we'll talk about him, I'm sure, much more later on in our second segment. But at the end of the day, this team could have easily rolled over. They were down by as many as 28 in the second half, like I talked about. They got it within 10. They had a puncher's chance and just couldn't really get that knockout blow there towards the end you know I, I definitely agree with you got off to you know a solid start I think it was kind of like a one possession game with with about you know at the two minute mark of the first quarter and then it just felt like it flipped a little bit when the lineups broke a little bit more and Boston hit 11 you know three pointers in the second quarter and uh, a lot of it it was kind of one of those nights where it felt like the, the Hornets were maybe a hair you know late on some of the coverages the driving kick stuff for Boston was really good and the, every wide open attempt it felt like they hit it I mean they just had one of those nights where they hit everything it kind of Hornets had one of those a couple weeks ago in Milwaukee where it just feels like every shot you're taking goes down you're going to have some of those every team has a few of those performances uh, throughout the year Boston with obviously how talented they are they're going to have a few more but uh, it's hard being on the other side because you just you're just a little bit off defensively here and there, and they make you pay every single time. So I thought it was you know it was encouraging they they got you know back within striking distance there at the end, but uh, it was unfortunate like we saw the other night. It just it takes one bad quarter or one bad stretch, and, and especially against a team like the Celtics, it can just get away from you really really quick. And that's what happened there down the end. And I think Boston kind of maybe took their foot off the gas, especially at the end of that third quarter. Had a bunch of turnovers, kind of kept that going in the fourth quarter, sort of on cruise control and. Charlotte almost made him pay, but it was uh, just too big a hole there in that first half to, to fully overcome in the end. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's more so that the Hornets lost this game. is more like Boston won it. Again, Derek White goes for a career-high 33 points. He also had 10 assists as well. You had Tatum go for 41. Mike Muscala, their most recent acquisition at the deadline. He finishes with 12 off the bench. Had a couple of three-pointers that just seemed like they were daggers at the time. So, again, I think this Boston team, they're tops in the Eastern Conference for a reason. They're one of the best teams in the Association association for a reason but the Hornets did a good job making them pay they had 15 turnovers Boston did it resulted in 25 Charlotte points I think at halftime the Hornets had eight turnovers they finished the day with 13 and they were able to get back in transition as well I know a lot of those weren't really live ball turnovers LaMelo Ball got hit with a couple of palming violations and some offensive fouls on moving screens and that sort of things there wasn't a lot of live ball opportunities for Boston to convert off of those turnovers per se but at the end of the day it's still 
points off turnovers. So the Hornets had 13 turnovers. It only resulted in 13 Boston points off of those turnovers. Four out of five starters were in double figures. P.J. Washington had 17. Mark Williams with a double-double in his starting debut. 11 points, 12 rebounds. Terry Rozier finished with a team-high 27. LaMelo Ball with 24 as well. Nearly had a triple-double. He had 10 assists and 9 rebounds as well. Bench had struggled a little bit there at times for the Hornets as nobody was in double figures coming off the bench. JT Thor got some run. Dennis Smith Jr., Nick Richards, Bryce McGowns. Again, a lot of these younger pieces that we're probably going to see here over the next couple of weeks are still in Greensboro with the Swarm. I would imagine that they rejoin the team a lot sooner rather than much later. Those guys like James Booknight and Kai Jones. Obviously, Cody Martin's going to be a big piece when he returns. Kelly Oubre, according to head coach Steve Clifford, is getting closer and closer by the day after having that hand surgery, which of course was just a really, quite frankly, a travesty considering the way that he was playing this season. And then we find out he was playing with that injured hand for the majority of the season as well. So again, this team's going to get healthier. They're going to get a lot deeper as well. A lot more players are going to get a lot more opportunities here moving forward again with this Charlotte Hornets roster the way that it's currently constructed. Last night, a 127-116 to loss against one of the best teams in the association on the road on a Friday night in Boston. So, again, the way that the team played, you can't really fault them by any means of the imagination. Shoot 48% from the field. Uh, again, three-point shooting, not the greatest, but hasn't really been the greatest all season for what it's worth. 8-23 from beyond the arc. That's about a 35% clip. But, again, a lot to take from this one, a lot of positives to take from this contest last night. We're going to talk about those next here, right after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It's a Silver Linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Burley, with you here today. Brought to you, as always, by Santa Charlotte Falls last night in Beantown, 127-116. A quick, brief little two-game road trip here for Charlotte over the course of these last couple of days, but get to come home and start a three-game homestand before the All-Star break, which, again, I think every team is looking forward to that All-Star break, but the Hornets especially, just considering all of the injuries this season that this team has had to go through. Certainly a week off, and especially with some practice here for some of these young guys that are going to see a more expanded role will certainly help moving forward but with all that said there's always silver linings to look at even in a loss so Sam Perley as the guest of honor I will defer to you who's your silver lining performance from last night's game I'm gonna go with Mark Williams you touched on it obviously making his first career start following the Mason Plumley trade to the Clippers on Thursday afternoon and, and Mark looked good and this is this was not an easy matchup nor is tonight going to be an easy matchup going against the two best teams in the NBA that two, two very good centers 
last night, Robert Williams, I mean, very, very good defensive, uh, physical, you know, big rebound getter, had 16 last night. But I thought Mark held his own. I think, you know, you're playing more minutes, you're playing, you know, against more first string guys than you are second string. So there's going to be an adjustment, but 11 points, 12 rebounds, had some good plays, had some stuff that is with more seizing. You can tell that he's going to be a little bit sharper at moving forward. But I thought it was a good solid first start for Mark Williams and kind of a good stepping stone because presumably he's going to get uh, a lot of starts for the rest of the year as the Hornets kind of pivot to making a little bit more of a getting the young guys a focal point developmental route. So yeah, I thought Mark Williams was really good last night and uh, hopefully there's more to come tonight because he's got another big challenge on his hands. Lobbed the post, double team comes on Mark Williams. He surveys the court, now bumps into Blake Griffin once, twice, spins baseline up with the right hand, and he missed the jumper, but JT Thor's there for the rebound, sends it outside, Dennis Smith Jr. lob, and the slam for Mark Williams, a titanic two-handed Dr. Pepper dunk, and the Hornets have cut it to three. Solid pick. Mark Williams, definitely worthy of a silver lining performance or nominee, top performer, whatever you want to call it. Last night played 31 minutes. That's by far the most that he's played all season long in his rookie campaign. His previous high was 21. That came against Oklahoma City back on December 29th. And again, Mark got a little bit of a late start, didn't have the best of summer leagues, went down to Greensboro, got a lot of work in there, really developed at a really, really rapid pace. We're able to see the fruits of his labor now here up at the big league club. Four or seven from the field last night, three for four from the free throw line, 12 rebounds, five of them coming on the offensive glass as well, two assists, a block in there as well. He was just a minus three and a plus minus, and I think that's one of the biggest things that you think about with some of these younger guys is you don't want them to look lost out there. You don't want to see them look like they are out of place by any means of the imagination. He certainly didn't. He looked like he belonged out there. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe he lost the opening tip, but who cares at that point? But, you know, other than that, I mean, there's not a whole lot to gripe about with Mark Williams and certainly not with a double-double there in last night's game. For me, my top performer, I kind of pivoted in a couple of different directions, but for me, I'm going to go with Dennis Smith Jr. White on the logo. Tries to get by Dennis Smith Jr. He picked his pocket. DSJ with the steal. Hit ahead pass. LaMelo lob. Dennis Smith Jr. with the throwdown. Oh, an incursion of enemy airspace here at TD Garden. Hornets high flying. DSJ finishes last night with nine points. He played 23 minutes, three and nine from the field, one for three beyond the arc, two for four from the free throw line, two rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block. Pretty pedestrian numbers when you look at it. But at the end of the day, DSJ, a plus three and a plus minus. That is the, he's only one of two players that finished as a positive and a plus minus, both of which came off the bench for the Hornets last night. And he had a pretty tough assignment. He was guarding Jason Tatum for the majority of his minutes out there on the floor. I know that Boston was missing a lot of pieces like Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart as well, but it doesn't matter when you have guys like Jason Tatum and then Derek White goes off for a career high in the game last night as well. He had a lot on his plate yesterday, and I know that we talked about him a couple times where DSJ is a defensive-minded person first and foremost, and then the offense is kind of secondary, more or less. But again, the offense is starting to come around a little bit over the last couple of games for Dennis Smith Jr. I know he was in a very, very, very deep slump, especially shooting the ball from beyond the arc. So the fact that he was able to hit a three yesterday is good news. He almost reached double figures as well. And he was able to have a positive impact out there, especially defensively. That's why he's my silver lining performer from last night, Sam. I know it's a little bit off the beaten path, but sometimes you really got to dive into these numbers. And I thought DSJ was worthy of my selection. No, I like the pick. I think Dennis has played really well lately. He's starting to get a little bit more 
uh, you know, finding his footing a little bit more. I know he missed a lot of time in that November, December, December range with the ankle injury. And uh, what's so good about him and something that we're seeing more and more right now is he's put so much pressure on the rim. I mean, he can turn the corner on guys and just get to the basket, whether it's for layups, whether it's for dishing it off. I think he had a nice lob to, to Mark Williams at the start of the game, which was really good. It's tough in that second unit right now, but just because of the way the depth is and obviously with the trades you make and the guys that are hurt right now, it just there's a little bit more of an emphasis on or a little bit more of a need, I should say, to score in that second unit right now. It's just it's tough right now when you don't have a ton of you know, primary shot creators, primary offensive guys. So you kind of have to stagger the rotations a little bit. Uh, but Dennis does a good job. You know, if he can have these games where he's going eight, nine, ten points, something like that, hitting a couple of jump shots, getting to the free throw line, putting pressure on the basket, I think that'll be something that the Hornets need, at least until Kelly Oubre comes back. Because as soon as Kelly Oubre comes back, it'll help to kind of get that offensive going in the second unit, which is uh, a little bit of a challenge right now. But I would say defensively, there's some really good stuff there. JT, Dennis, Nick, Bryce, although they all had good moments of defense last night in that second unit. So you get a little bit, you know, it's, it's kind of, you're going to get, offensive is going to be a little bit of a challenge, but the defensive stuff it has looked good in that second unit. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But I'd like to pick for Dennis. Hornets fall last night 127-116 to 116 in Boston and get a chance to wipe the slate clean tonight with a game against Nikola Jokic, the two-time reigning MVP, and the Denver Nuggets. 7 o'clock game here at the Hive, so if you're able to listen to this podcast ahead of time, we'd love to see you here. Tickets available at Hornets.com or through the Hornets app. We're going to have our game preview for you next right after this on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We'll see. To be honest, it's day-to-day here. We'll see. I mean, look, you know, Cody comes back. I don't know. You know, Kelly will be back soon. I mean, I don't look. I'm not, you know, I'm worried about tomorrow. You know what I mean? So... Uh, minutes, everything like that. That's day-to-day with every player. That's head coach Steve Clifford after last night's loss in Boston ended up being a 127-116 L for the Hornets. As Steve Clifford is talking about what the rotations look like moving forward, what the minutes look like moving forward for some of these younger guys as they get a break into the rotation. This is kind of their shot to really make a mark on this team, show what they're capable of moving forward. It is a game day here. Hornets taking on the Denver Nuggets as we get you into your game preview. A couple of loose ends, news and notes of this one coming into this one. Hornets lost the first game between these two teams. That came all the way back in the middle of December, and that was out, of course, in the Mile High City. 119-115 to was the score. 
That was the first game of that West Coast trip that the Hornets took over the holiday season. LaMelo Ball had a team-high 31 points. He also had five rebounds, five assists. Nikola Jokic did Nikola Jokic things. 40 points, 27 boards, 10 assists for Denver in that win. Heading into Friday's action, Denver held a four-game lead for the top spot in the Western Conference with a 38-18 and record. However, they did fall in Orlando on Thursday, 115-104. The Nuggets got just 10 points from the bench. The Joker, 29 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. Aaron Gordon popped off, though, for a game-high 37 points and 13 rebounds. Like I mentioned, this is a back-to-back for Charlotte. The Hornets are 2-6 and six on second nights of back-to-backs this season. They were 2-10 and 10 last year, for what it's worth, on back-to-back. So, again, not a whole lot has changed in that regard. But, again, it's still a slight improvement despite the winning percentage that the Hornets have had this season compared to last season and the record that they currently hold on those back-to-backs as well. Sam Perley, you're a grizzled vet. You know how this works. We need a statistic to watch, a Hornets player to watch, and a Denver Nuggets player to watch. Where would you like to begin? Yeah, I'm going to go with the guy that was my silver lining last night in Mark Williams is my Hornet to watch for tonight. Again, really liked what Mark did last night. Got a little bit of a taste of what it's like to be in the starting lineup and got to face a really, really good Celtics team, a really good starting center on the other side, Robert Williams. Would assume Mark gets the start again tonight. Obviously nothing, you know, it's kind of flexible as as Coach Steve Clifford said. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's, you know, I think kind of getting a little bit more accustomed to playing those frontline guys, you know, getting more minutes. I think that's a big thing. There's a huge difference, uh, like you mentioned, between playing 15 to 20 minutes a game and playing over 30 minutes a game and, you know, kind of being able to keep that momentum and being sharp all the way through. Uh, I think it's going to be a good test for rookie Mark Williams, and, and I'm excited to see how he does tonight against a very talented Nuggets team. So, Mark's going to be my guy to watch. Like the old adage says, iron sharpens irons, and there's an opportunity for Mark Williams to get a taste of that tonight, of course, against the two-time reigning MVP and Nikola Jokic, who is, of course, as we know, not your conventional center by any means of the imagination either. So should be a fun matchup to watch here tonight. For me, I'm going to take another one of the young guys. If this is the path that the Hornets are going to go down here for the last handful of games to see what these guys are capable of, I'm going to take a look at Bryce McGowan's. He played 21 minutes last night, 4-6 from the field, did not make a three-pointer, 0-for-1 from beyond the arc, 1-2 at the free-throw line. He also had five rebounds and an assist as well out there. He finishes with nine points. So, again, not the greatest of stats line for Bryce McGowan's. We've seen a lot more capable from him, obviously, over the course of his tenure here in his rookie season with the Hornets. Again, still on that two-way deal, so he's been bouncing back and forth between Charlotte and Greensboro with the Swarm. But if he's going to get an extended run like he did last night with those 21 minutes, I want to see what he's capable of again tonight against his Denver. Nuggets team. Maybe he plays more minutes than Dennis Smith Jr. You never know based on what the rotations look like, what the matchups look like. Maybe somebody gets in foul trouble. There's so many possibilities. And again, Bryce is one of those guys that's kind of a hybrid. Just because of his length, he's able to play multiple positions. Can have him on the wing. You can also have him in the backcourt as well. So I'm interested to see where, not necessarily where he lines up, but when against who and what those minutes look like as well. So Bryce McGowan's my player to watch tonight for the Hornets. That leaves us with Denver player to watch and stat to watch. Where would you like to go next? I will go Denver player to watch, and I, I think we've touched on it. It's a no-brainer, Nikola Jokic, especially after the performance he had against the Hornets out last December, or back in December, the 40 points, 27 rebounds, 10 assists. I mean, he's just so off the charts talented, as evidenced by his, you know, he's won the MVP the last two years. Uh, and is a really good, you know, what, what's going to make him such a challenging or what makes him so good is he can just score from anywhere. And he's so good around the rim with his 
the way he's able to kind of tip passes and, and make defenses collapse and, and get second chance points and his passing and he can shoot from three, shoot in the mid range. I mean, every time he gets the ball, he's a threat to score from wherever he is on the court, whether he's shooting or somebody else is shooting or he's setting up somebody else or hockey assist or something. So it's going to be a good challenge for Mark Williams, considering how much he can you know, pull guys away from the basket, Jokic that is. So Jokic is going to be a, a big, big challenge tonight. I'm excited to see how Mark Williams responds. Uh, and another key note with Denver, they're dealing with some injuries. As of, um, you know, the latest injury report, Aaron Gordon is questionable. Jamal Murray is questionable. Thomas Bryant, who they just picked up at the deadline, uh, is questionable just considering his, you know, arrival with the team. So Denver's on a little bit of a rest advantage. Maybe you could see Jokic get a little bit more extended run considering, you know, they might need him with some guys down. Yeah, I'm looking at this injury report and it kind of makes things a little bit more difficult for me because Jamal Murray did not play the other night in Orlando. I was going to maybe take a look at him. Aaron Gordon, like you said, questionable with a left rib contusion. I feel like he would be more than likely able to go tonight. And then Thomas Bryan, like you said, just trying to get the travel arrangements together after getting acquired at the deadline. So, you know, certainly a lot of moving pieces here for this Denver team. And the other thing, too, to keep in mind is, the, you know, the Nuggets traded away Bones Highland. That was one of their bench guys that they kind of relied on a little bit. So kind of a weird place right now for uh, Denver to be. But with all those things said, I guess I kind of have to take a look at somebody that I know that for a fact is going to play tonight. And I guess that's Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I know he only had nine points Thursday against the Orlando Magic, but he's going to maybe have to be the running mate of Nikola Jokic. And I'm not saying that the Joker needs a running mate by any means, but unless he's going to be Michael Jordan against the Monstars and he's going to be the guy to bring it up the floor and do everything, he's going to need somebody to pass him the rock and it's going to have to be the point guard. So KCP's, I guess, my guy to watch just because we don't know what is going to happen with some of these other guys in terms of if they're going to play or not. So, I mean, I guess for me, KCP is the guy I was going to take Aaron Gordon, but if he's listed as questionable, I don't want to have people look at this a couple days later and be like, Rob, what the heck were you talking about? So I guess I'll take the safe pick in Contavious Codwell-Pope. That leaves us with a statistic to watch, and what would you like to look at there, Sam? My statistic to watch is going to be three-point shooting. Obviously, Boston shot the lights out last night. Doesn't get any easier tonight. Actually, it might even get harder because Denver enters this one number one in the NBA in three points percentage at 39.5%. Their offensive rating is 117.5, which is also tops in the league. They're really good. I mean, obviously, they set up. They're very good. Jokic, the way he can kind of space the floor, defenses collapse on him. He can find open shooters. KCP is a great three-point shooter. Michael Porter, who I did not think, who I don't think played in the first meeting, um, is a great three-point shooter. I mean, Charlotte, you know, they're going to hit some threes. I think it's more so not only trying to contain them a little bit, but you got to make up for it on the other side, too. I mean, it's it's really hard when you're getting outscored 25 to 8 and three-point percentage. I mean, that's a lot of points. That's a big, big difference. So I think Charlotte's got to hit a little bit more, and they've also got to contain a good Denver offense that really knows how to shoot, too. So uh, three-point shooting is going to be the thing to watch. Now, you got to close that gap a little bit. The Hornets weren't able to do that last night in Boston. It's a good stat to watch. I'm going to take a look at bench points. I kind of already referenced it earlier in this segment where Denver, again, when you have a guy like Jokic and Aaron Gordon, who obviously the Nuggets would want him to play tonight and 
MPJ, those heavy hitters, you don't need a lot of production coming off your bench, especially when Jokic is out there on the floor for 38, 39, 40 minutes a night. But again, they only had 10 bench points the other night in Orlando. Jeff Green had seven. Vlatko Chonchar had three, and that was it. Ish Smith played a little bit, didn't score. Christian Braun didn't score either. So I know that this rotation looks a little sluggish or a little slow for Denver just because they don't need to rotate guys in and out when you got a guy like Jokic. But again, the benches could be a factor, especially with the way that the Hornets have played as of late. They finished last night, like I said, with 29 bench points. Kind of spread up and down the lineup a little bit. Nobody in double figures. But if you're able to get a guy like Bryce McGowan's to pop off, maybe Nick Richards has a really big game in those rotation minutes with Jokic off the floor for a handful of moments. JT Thor provides a lot of length. There's a lot of scoring ability on the bench for Charlotte. So if it's able to find that spark and ignite because of the way that Charlotte has shot the basketball this season, if you're able to find your scoring from somewhere else, it could certainly be a big thorn in the side if Charlotte is able to make those runs with Jokic and some of the starters off the bench if they're able to kind of close the gap in that regard. Either way, we'll recap this one on tomorrow's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Like I mentioned, start of a three-game homestand here for the Hornets tonight. Take it on the Denver Nuggets, 7 o'clock tip here at the Hive. Please join us at Hornets.com if you're able to. Get your tickets at Hornets.com or through the Hornets app. We'd love to see you here at the Hive. Like I said, Hornets with three more games here before the All-Star break coming up. Sam Perley, lead writer of Hornets.com, thank you as always. Thank you for having me, of course. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for tuning in to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We'll break this one down tomorrow on that edition of the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.